Good morning, PCA. Stand with us today. It is the day after Christmas. So glad you're here. Today we're going to need you to sing real loud, clap your hands, and praise God, right? This is the last Sunday this year to get to do this, so don't miss a moment today. You ready? How many know that God is good? Yes. All the time, right? Here we go. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me. Praising your name no matter what comes. Cause I know where I'd be without your mercy. So I keep praising your name at the top of my lungs. Come on. I can't count the times I've called your name some broken night. And you showed up and patched me up like you do every time. I get amnesia when I think that you keep coming around. Yeah, ain't no way you'll ever let me down. Shout it out. Here we go. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me. Praising your name no matter what comes. Yes. Because I know where I'd be without your mercy. So I keep praising your name at the top of my love. Church sure, sure. here we go. Tell me, is he good? He's good. Tell me, is he God? He's God. He is good God Almighty. You say your love goes on forever, that your mercy never stops. So why would I assume you'd be somebody that you're not? Like sun in the morning, I know you're going to be there every day. So what on earth could Make me be afraid. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me. Praising your name no matter what comes. Cause I know where I'd be without your mercy. So I keep praising your name at the top of my love. Shout it out, PCA. Tell me, is he good? He's good. Tell me, is he God? He's God. Oh, he is good God Almighty. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him when the sun goes down. Praise him in the morning. Love him in the noontime. Love him when the sun goes down. Good God Almighty. I hope you'll find me. Praising your name no matter what comes. Let's do that today. Where I'd be without your mercy. So I keep praising your name at the top of my life. Tell me, is he good, church? Tell me, is he good? He's good. Oh, tell me, is he God? He's God. Oh, he is good God Almighty. Praise him. Praise him in the morning, praise him in the noontime, praise him when the sun goes down. Love him in the morning, love him in the noontime, love him when the sun goes down. Good God Almighty, come on, I hope you'll find me. Praise your name no matter what comes. Thank you, Lord, because I know where I'd be without, without your mercy. So I keep praising your name at the top of my love. Tell me, is he good? Tell me, is he good? 
He's good. Oh, tell me, is he God? He's God. He is good God Almighty. Praise him. Come on, here we go. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him when the sun goes down. Jesus. Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the noontime. Jesus when the sun goes down. Come on, give me praise today, PCA. It's the last Sunday of 2021. We got to give him everything today, amen? How many of you know that God is always present? God is all powerful, that God can do anything. I need you to put your hands together today and we're going to praise and worship our God, amen? In the dark and all alone, growing comfortable, are you too scared to move and walk out of this tomb? Buried underneath the lies that you believe, Safe and sound, stuck in the ground, too lost to be found. You're just asleep, and it's time to leave. Come on, shout it. Rise up, take your breath, you're alive now. Can't you hear the voice of Jesus calling us out from the grave like Lazarus? Your brand new power of death couldn't hold. Calling us out from the great white land. Rise up. Come on, church. Rise up. Today. Rise up. We're going to come out of that too. Out from the great white land. When he said your name, the thing that filled your veins was more than blood. It is the kind that washes sin away. Now the door is open wide, and the stone's been rolled aside. The old is gone, the light has come. So come on, come on, and rise up. You're alive now. Can't you hear the voice of Jesus calling us out from the grave like Lazarus? Your brand new power of death could hold you. Can't you hear the voice of Jesus calling us? Out from the grave like Lazarus, rise up. Come on, let's rise up. Shout your voice in church. Rise up. I want you to let all of hell down. Out from the grave like Lazarus, you're not dead anymore, right? How many of you ready to shout out 2021 today? You ready? Come on, he's calling us. Get out of that dark place and live in the light. Sing it with me. He's calling us to walk out of the dark. He's giving us new resurrected hearts. He's calling us. He's calling us to walk out of the dark. Yes. He's given us. He's giving us new resurrected hearts. Sing it again. He's calling us. He's calling us to walk out of the dark. That's what we're going to do today, church. We're going to shout this light He's in here. giving us new resurrected hearts. Oh! He's calling us to walk out of the dark. He's giving. He's giving us new resurrected hearts. Calling us out from the grave like Lazarus, your friend. 
Church, here we go. I'm going to help you get started. Here we go. Every praise. Every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah. 
Is he your soon coming king? Give him praise for that today, man. Hallelujah. God, my Savior. Remember a little bit better now. Here we go. Since then I walk in forgiveness. I love this. All of my guilt was erased. Oh, the chains of the past are broken at last. I got saved. Oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. Tested and tasted your grace. <laughs> oh, I, I was so lost till I fell at the cross. Oh, come on, shout it. Oh, I got saved. Oh, yeah. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. Oh, I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. Church today, I'm restored and made right. Oh, we got a hold of my life. I'm undone. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. Church, I'm restored and made right. You got a hold of my life. 
2021 last praise of the year. Amen. Hallelujah. How could I want more? But God says, I got more than just salvation for you. I got all kind of gifts to give you. Any day of the year, you just got to get it. Sing it with me, church. Here we go. Oh, I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Praise treasures that fate are never enough. Oh, then you came along, yeah, and you put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love.
rains into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can sing that again. You turn morning to dancing. Thank you, Lord. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the seeking things in all the wrong places. And instead of gifts, they're getting just something that's nothing what they wanted. I hope you didn't open up your presents Christmas morning and it was nothing that you wanted. I hope you're like, what is this? And who bought me this? I hope that every gift you opened, you went, wow, this is more than I imagined I would get for Christmas. I hope you had that kind of reaction because that's the way it is with God. Every time He gives you a gift and you open it, you receive it and open it, it's like, whoa, I never could imagine you'd give me this much. Thank you, God. This next song is a great worship song, and I want you to worship. Forget about everybody around you. Forget about how stuffed you are with turkey and ham that you can't hardly breathe. Take a deep breath. Because you're about to give your best praise to God. You're about to give your best worship to your Father today who deserves all that is within you. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Hallelujah. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave oh I'm not here for blessings cause Jesus you don't owe me More than anything you can do, Lord, I just want you. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry, but 
I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. Lord, I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sing.
nothing else, and nothing else, nothing else will do. God done for you, church? What all has God done for you? During communion on Christmas Eve, we had people walk in that were single last year. This year, they're happily married. We had people that this time last year, they had cancer. This year, they've been healed by the power of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We had people last year that didn't know they would make it this year. During this year, we had some people at death's door, and they are in the house today. Why? Because of Jesus. There are people that were lost this time last year. And this time of the year, they're lifting hands in this sanctuary. And they're giving praise to God saying, I got saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for all that you do for us. And God, today we just simply come and we want to sit at your feet for just a moment. Can we do that, church? Can we put aside what the rest of the service is going to be about? Put aside all your worries and your cares and your fears or maybe all your joys and your mountaintops, whatever it may be. But I want us just to take one more little moment. Put everything aside. And I want you just to tell Jesus how much you need him and how much you love him and how much you thank him for all he has done for you this year. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm caught up in your presence. Hallelujah. I just want to sit here at your feet Caught up in this holy moment Lord, I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for blessings Cause Jesus, you don't just want you, nothing else. I just want you, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do, Lord, I just want you, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. Just 
nothing else will do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands for just a moment and just give him thanks and praise. Just lift your hands. You tell him in your own words how much you love him and how much you thank him for 2021, that he got you here. You're here on the last Sunday of the year. Praise God, you made it through all the troubles. You made it through all the trials and all the tribulations. The Bible says in this world you're going to have troubles and trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world and because I'm an overcomer. The Romans 8 says you are now an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. You stand up to mountains and you say, go into the sea and they move. You stand at the death's door and you declare, Jesus is my life, my truth, and my help in time of trouble. You lift up to your eyes to the hills from which cometh your help. Why? Because he is there for you. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He is always fighting for you. Today, Jesus doesn't owe us anything. We owe him all our praise. We owe him all our adoration and all of our glory today. And today we give it all to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you just say that with me? In Jesus' name. Amen. Now give him one more time a hand clap of praise. That'll rattle all of hell. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. About 10 more seconds about being good enough to get hell all messed up this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout a little bit. It'll be all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If your neighbor doesn't like shouting, they shouldn't have sat beside you. Amen. Wow, it's good to see your faces. They turned up the lights. It's awesome. So glad you're here on this Sunday right after Christmas. You did not get the message. There was a lot of people yesterday telling everybody we were not having church today. We're not only having church, but we are the church, right? So I want you to go around, shake everybody's hand, hug their necks. If people are social distancing, if you're social distancing, just stay seated. That way they'll know not to come and hug you or whatever. But go around and tell everybody you love them, you miss them, you're glad they're here on this last Sunday of 2021.
Good morning, PCA. Morning. Welcome home. Day after Christmas. So I got a couple announcements for this this upcoming week on or the end of the year's coming. If you do your end of the year giving, it'll be you can get with the, the offices open, get with them through the week. Um, we also do not have church this coming Wednesday. It's actually canceled. So, but so I'm here to take up the offering, and I'm gonna. Well, actually, first, I don't know if I see any new faces, but we have VIP cards in the backs of the seats. Fill one out, if you would, if you're new. Let us get to know you a little bit. It's just so we get to know you, we'll send you a card and, you know, get to know you a little bit. That way that way you'll feel welcomed. Um, so giving, the ways to give here, we can mail to 2313 East Prospect, which is here. Uh, text PCA Church to one eight four four three nine zero two four zero one. 2401. You can give online at pcachurch.com slash contributions. We have an app. You go to the app store, search PCA Church, follow the prompts, download it, and then we have a kiosk out in the kiosk out in the uh, lobby. So I got I got a, actually a couple scriptures I want to go to this morning. So the first one will be in Proverbs chapter tra- chapter three. Sorry, I'm gonna slow down. In Proverbs chapter three, verse nine, it says, "Honor the Lord with your wealth." With the first fruit of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. And the next one I wanted to go to is Malachi three ten, and it's bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store. So God says, give, and I'll take care of you. Right? All right. Amen. So we're gonna pray, ushers. Will you guys come forward? Father, we thank you for this time that we get to come together, Father. We thank you. We celebrated the birth of your son, Father, yesterday, and we thank you for that sacrifice, Father. Father, we love you, and we, we want to bring our first, our first fruits to you, Father, our first wealth to you, Father. Father, I pray that anybody that gives today, Father, that you bless them, Father, press down, shaken together, turning over, Father. Father, I pray that you bless the money that they give, that it goes to where it's needed, Father. Father, we love you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It is 2021, the last week of the year. And um, we have had a lot of wonderful successes this year. We have had so much outreach throughout this entire year, and it's only because of your giving. We could not do this without you. Throughout the year, we've had so many reaches of, into this community. And um, yesterday was no exception. I was thinking the last two weeks, uh, last Sunday we gave away almost 400 pounds of hamburger meat to needy families, which was awesome by itself. And then yesterday we uh, did not do dine-in this year because of COVID protocols, but yesterday we were able to serve over almost between 1,100 and 1,200 people a Christmas dinner yesterday. Praise God for that. Yes, and that's only because you give, and then not only are you hearers of the word, but you're also doers of the word. Yes. We've fed those that are hungry, and <clears throat> I was out in the, the drive through yesterday. I got the privilege of handing meals to people as they drove through, and the line, I, I have people as witnesses, was all the way out to the street uh, and further at times, uh, and so everybody that came through, we got to wish them a Merry Christmas, tell them that God loves them. 
And uh, I had a partner who was, who was all, and, and, and she did even better than me because <clears throat> she then said, hey, if you don't have a church to go to, come to PCA. It's be a great church. And so it was a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, everybody got done, and we left by 2 o'clock. We had that many deliveries and that many meals to hand out, and we still left by 2 o'clock. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. So give yourselves a big hand for doing such a great job yesterday. Man. And it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to be able to bless people because God has given us abundance in this church and we give him the first fruit. We give him the tithe and he, he takes that and he blesses it and pours it out. I also want you to know that with your giving, you support missionaries around the world. Uh, we're not always able to have the missionaries in, but we have a lot of ministries that are in country that we have come and speak to you throughout the year. And uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, New Year's resolutions are right here right now. How many of you are going to lose weight in 2022? <laughs> I am continuing now to gain weight in 2021 so I can lose weight in 2022. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so if you have not been a participant in this Faith 5 Challenge, hey, make a New Year's resolution that you're going to do this. These cards have simple five things on them, and you do them at your pace. You see how far you can go and what you can do. Uh, but one of them is just to commit to pray daily. I mean, just pray daily. You could be at a stoplight and go, Jesus, help everybody in the whole world. Got it covered. I could do one. Number two, read God's Word daily. We need people of God to read God's Word. Every day, read something. Read one verse. Jesus wept. Got it. We're good. Number three, memorize a verse of Scripture. Jesus wept. I got it. <laughs> Commit to test God by tithing. And the Bible says, test me. He says, test me and see that I will not take care of you. And then number five is a little bit more of a level of testing. But commit to fasting, noon to noon, one day a week. And after the new year, I'm going to fast probably two days a week, maybe three Maybe four. So I can fit into all the clothes my wife bought me for Christmas. Because as of right now, they do not fit me. She thinks I am thinner than I am. Thank God for her vision going bad. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love getting old. She still thinks I'm good looking and handsome, and I just thank God for poor vision. Hallelujah. Stand with me today. It's time to have God's word. Amen. It's time for the the turkey and the ham and the mashed potatoes and uh, all the good fixings. This is what the Word of God is. So far you've just had an appetizer, a little hors d'oeuvre, but this is the Word of God. So take your Bibles, lift it up with me. Maybe you're a great looking crowd for the end of the year. God bless you. And repeat this after me. Thy Word, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy Word is a light unto my path. And Thy Word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And Lord, help me every day to read thy word. And Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love thy word. And dear Lord, help the preacher. Amen. God bless you. Continue to pray. Help the preacher. I read my sermon again this morning and I thought to myself, I literally told myself this, wow, this is good. Sometimes you just got to toot your own horn, right? But this really is a great message. 
It's the last Sunday of the year. I thought, Lord, what would you have me talk to people about today on the last Sunday of the year? And so he took me straight to the book of Joshua. So today's message is entitled, Joshua's Farewell Address. If you knew you could only have one more opportunity to speak to somebody, what would you tell them? It's quite a thing, isn't it? Because there's a lot of things we can say. Jesus had the same opportunity on, on the mountain. Just before he ascended, he spoke to the people, some 500 that were there, and he spoke the thing that was on his heart the greatest. So Joshua is about to move off the scene. And so he talks to the nation of Israel. And I believe he says something to them that all of us need to hear today. But he says things that are the most important thing in his heart. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 24, starting at verse number 14. Here's what he says. Now fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. So if you have a a highlighter on your tablet or your phone, highlight the words serve every time. If you have a Bible, highlight it in there, underline serve. Serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the God of the Amorites in whose land you are living. Then here's a verse we've all heard quoted. It's on a lot of things. But Joshua says, but as for me, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because He is our God. Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, He will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after He has been good to you. But the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, you and we are witnesses, they replied. Now then, said Joshua, Throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey Him. Wow. Joshua was a great leader. He was a great man. He followed in Moses' footsteps of leadership. Moses had done great things. I mean, let's just be honest. He got people out of Egypt. Um, he was able to lead them through all kinds of of situations but Moses one day instead of speaking to a rock so water would flow he struck the rock and God said because you did not obey me you will not be able to lead these people into the promised land so Joshua comes in the scene when Moses steps off and the first thing he's faced with is Jericho right 
walls of Jericho, chariots racing on top. And then he had to have the people for six days not speak. That's a miracle. It would be hard, my wife will admit, be hard for me not to speak for seven minutes. I talk in my sleep, I think. But on the seventh day, they shouted. The walls came down. And wonderful victory. But then just the next victory, they go to a little town named Ai. And because everybody didn't obey the Lord in Jericho, they took some things that they shouldn't have. They had a tremendous defeat at Ai. But most of Joshua's leadership was success, success, success. And now he's growing old. It's time to move off the scene. And so he comes on the scene now and wants to talk to the people as a leader. Twelve times he challenges them to serve the Lord. Twelve times. There was this old preacher, he kept preaching the same message every Sunday for a whole year. Every Sunday, the same scripture, the same message. After a year of preaching the same sermon, the same message, one of the people in the church came to him and said, Pastor, do you have another sermon is there something different this week? And he said, when everybody gets this one, I'll move on to the next one. Joshua was like, when you guys get it, I'll stop challenging you to serve the Lord. He repeats it over and over, serve, serve, serve. It's all about decisions, isn't it? And so today I want to talk about decisions that you and I have to make and how we are to make decisions in our lives. So the first decision is this, the decision of duty. Decision of duty. Look at verses 14 and 15. Now fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You see, these men and women he was talking to, they were making decisions in their life based upon duty. This is our job. This is what we are supposed to do. Why? Because their forefathers had served God. It's our turn to serve God. So it was just a head decision. It's out of duty. It's out of this service rather than serving. You see, they'd heard their forefathers tell about all the plagues in Egypt. They talked about the frogs and the locusts and all those things and how God led them out and parted the seas and every morning there was fresh manna and every evening and, and all the clothes didn't wear out for 40 years. But they were serving God because their grandparents and their parents had served God. So it's just what we do in our family. Grandpa and grandma serve God. Mom and dad serve God. We go to church. We serve God because that's what we're expected to do. It's a head decision, not a heart decision. But Joshua said, I've made a decision. My decision is me and my house, we're serving the Lord. Not because of forefathers, not because of parents, not because of peer pressure, but that's my decision. I will serve God. Not because of the history, but because of the present. I will serve Him. I will be the one on Sunday mornings. To say to everybody in the house, get up. Come on, guys, let's go. Isn't Sunday morning sleep the best? Amen. Just this morning. 
Now listen, Monday through Saturday, Sandy can attest, I'm awake early because the Bible says, you know, we are to get up and when the rising of the sun, give praise and worship God and read the word and all those things. I, I get up early every morning, Monday through Saturday, but Sunday morning, I don't know what it is. It's the only morning I have to set an alarm or I don't wake up. And so this last night, we set an alarm. We told, how I many you got Google? You told, I told Google, Google, set an alarm for 7 o'clock. This morning, I'm abruptly awakened by Sandy. Wake up, wake up. What is, it's 8 o'clock. What? Sunday morning, what is the deal with sleep? So we rushed through. We got up here. But we need men and we need women. Whoever the leader of the house is, you make a decision and you get everybody up and say, hey, we're going to church. I don't care about your complaining. I don't care because every, every house is going to have whimpering and whining and moo-mooing on Sunday morning. Oh, I'm tired. I'm too full. I'm, I'm tryptophanin on turkey. I don't know, whatever. You got, what? There's all kinds of excuses. But we're going to church not because of duty, not because it's a head decision, but because it's a heart decision. A heart decision. I've had people tell me, well, pastor, the reason why we come to this church is my family's always gone to this church. And before we had all these padded chairs, we had padded pews. Remember those? And on the end of each padded pew would be a little memorial plaque. Remember those? This pew provided by, and it would say the name of the family because they bought the pew. Well, we go to church because grandpa and grandma bought this pew and our family has to sit on it and we better be there every Sunday morning because grandpa and grandma are going to look down the road and make sure we're there. Mom and dad's going to look down and if we're not there, they're going to leave church, come to the house, beat on the door and say, come on, get to church. Yeah, it's out of duty. It's out of history. It's out of just doing it based on past history. But our motivation to attend church should be a decision that we are serving the Lord. I decided I'm going to serve the Lord. Maybe you're a teenager, you can drive, but your parents don't go to church. You get up and come to church whether they do or not. Maybe you're a parent and you just can't get anybody up. You come anyway. I'm going to do this. This is my decision. Our motivation should be to serve God, not because of friends. Well, I go to this church because all my friends go to that church. That's wonderful if you have friends come to the church. But if they don't come to this church, you've decided to come to this church. I'm going to serve the Lord whether they do or not. It's not about your family, whether they all get here or not. But it's because of my heart decision. What gets me to church? You got up this morning and every one of you made a decision. The day after Christmas, we're going to church. Why didn't everybody make that same decision? Because some people decided it's just a head decision today. We must declare, not my will, but thy will be done. Because if we're not careful in this decision of duty, it can be a form of godliness, but have no power. Well, I go to church on Sunday. Okay, what did you do? Well, we sang a few songs and heard the preacher. What did he preach on? I don't know. What was the songs about? Uh, Jesus? You leave and check it off. Checked it. Mom and dad will be happy with me this week. Grandpa and grandma. And if mom and dad FaceTime me, they, I can tell them we went to church. Yeah. Duty. The second decision is a decision of declaration. Look at this. Verse 16. 
Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed these great signs before our eyes. He protected us on the entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in this land we're living in. And we too will serve the Lord because He is our God. And most pastors right here, hallelujah, listen what the church just declared. They just declared we're going to serve the Lord. He is our God. But not Pastor Joshua. He understood they were wanting to serve God because they knew that's what Joshua wanted to hear them say. They were just making a declaration. Sometimes people will say, I'm serving God because they know it's what mom and dad want them to say. Listen, I grew up in church a preacher's kid. I knew all the things I could do. I knew when to lift my hands, close my eyes, so that if anybody was looking, whoo, that preacher kid getting after it today. But in my mind, I was probably thinking, how in the world can I shoot spit wads and not get caught in church? Yeah. I was making a declaration because I knew that's what my mom and dad wanted to see. I knew when to sing and when to get loud and when to get quiet. I knew when to go to the altar. I'd be at the altar, my head down there. And I'm thinking, how much longer do I got to stay here? None of you have ever done that, have you? I can't be the first one to leave because that person is a hypocrite. I don't want to be here and all of a sudden get caught being the last one to leave either. No. Then you're the holiest person in the church. Because you've outweighed everybody else. I'm not leaving. You leave. No, I'm not leaving. So you got two people that won't leave and now it's one o'clock and everybody says, somebody leave. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. We all knew how to do church, how to perform and have a declaration. And I believe Joshua was like, they just are saying that because that's what they want me to hear. Some people will join churches because other people want them to join the church. It's not a heart decision, it's a head decision. They get involved because that's what other people want them to do. And they want other people to see them doing it. Well, you go to church? Absolutely. What do you do? Oh, let me tell you what I do. Yeah. We can be doers. We can get involved. And it still be a declaration where everybody else is seeing us and watching us, but it's nothing to do with our heart. It's still in our head. It's just a declaration. We can give in the offering because um, so-and-so's watching me. I, got, I love our technology that we have today because it's messing with some people in church. Because the offering plate gets passed around and you look and some people do not give. And when I was growing up, you fake give. You know what fake giving is? That, that offering plate's passed down. You may not have anything in your hand, but you'll have your hand like that and you put it in. People thought you gave. Yeah. Fake giving. But technology today has allowed most of our people to give online. So when we pass the offering plate, they just get it and pass it down. Listen, don't judge anybody because they probably gave online. Or they probably gave through the kiosk or they probably gave. But when I was growing up, that was a time of judgment. How many grew up in church, old-fashioned, assembly of God? How many know I'm telling the truth? Yeah. Declaration. Declaration. It's an outward decoration of declaration. 
I wrote that down. I wanted to say that. Yeah, because we just decorate ourselves with these declarations, but it's not our heart. Some people think if I put a fish symbol on my car, it's going to make everybody else think I'm a Christian. Problem with putting a fish symbol on your car is you really can't have road rage. You have to keep your fingers all knotted up like this. <laughs> can't roll your window down and shout. Because you got a PCA sticker on the back of your car, you can't do that. Please don't do that if you have a PCA sticker on the back of your car. Take it off, put another church one on there, do whatever you want to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some people think that they, they make sure everybody thinks their business, they're Christians because their business will do better now. Used to it was the opposite, but now you want to you help Christian businesses, so they put stuff on the window to make everybody think. But it's just still a declaration of decoration. Some people go to churches because of political purposes. They want to advance their poli politics. They want to advance in society. Yeah. They, they want everybody to see them. I'm, I'm in church. I go to, if you're coming here for political reasons, you're in the wrong church. You've got to go to a different church for that one, okay? If you're here for being uh, rising up in society, you've got to go to a different church than this one because in this one, I believe that I want our decisions not to be decorations of declarations and not to be decisions of duty. I don't want that in any person in this house. I want to challenge every one of us to make a decision in our own heart, not in our head. We will serve the Lord. The third decision is a decision of destiny. I want to focus on this for just a minute. Verse 19, Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. Now they've already said, we're going to serve him, Joshua. Pastor Joshua, be happy. Stop talking. We're going to serve him. He's like, no, 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 you're not ready. Why? Because our God that we serve, that I'm serving, heart decision, he's holy. And the Bible says, God is holy, be ye holy. He's jealous God. He will not forgive rebellion and sins. If you forsake the Lord and foreign, serve foreign gods, He will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after He has been good to you. Man, Pastor Joshua throwing down, ain't he? He's like, hey, listen, I ain't playing. This is my last time to talk to you and I'm not playing today. I want you to understand, this God is not somebody to be toyed around with. He, he doesn't take lightly decisions that we make out of duty or decisions that we make out of declaration. This God wants a heart decision. This God wants you to say, I will serve you, God, and I will do whatever you ask me to do. Whatever. That, that's me. Joshua says, hey, wait a minute. You're not ready to serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, you are witnesses against yourself that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey. Break this down. Verse 19. They said, we want to serve God. We'll do it, Joshua. And Joshua says, you're not able. Because this God I'm serving is holy and he is jealous. This God does not want you to sing because it's your history to come to church and sing. He doesn't want you singing that way. This God doesn't want you to sing because you can now exhibit all of your gifts and your talents and abilities to people. So everybody around you can say, oh, what a wonderful singer you are. Yeah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Did you hear me? Yeah. God said, I'm not interested in that kind of singing. 
Don't come to church and try to, you know, impress me. Don't come to church to impress your friends and your family. We sing today because God is holy. I'm caught up in your presence. Yeah. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. We, we sing because we're entering into his presence. And he says to enter in my presence, you must be clean. You've got to have clean hands, a clean head, and a clean heart. You've got to be that way. Because you're entering into the holiest of holies. You're entering into the presence of God. And you are priest. And the veil has been ripped from top to bottom. This is not something we do lightly. We just don't come in here and go through motions. We don't come in here and just sing. Ah, la, 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 la. No. We come in here and we worship. God is holy. He does not tolerate rebellion and sin. We have a God today that's preached that it's do whatever you want. And Joshua's saying that's not the kind of God he is. You don't do whatever you want, you do whatever he wants. Not my will, but your will be done. We submit our, God does not tolerate, he doesn't tolerate sin, he doesn't tolerate rebellion. This is where it's a heart's decision and your heart's desire and it becomes your destiny. God is holy. You need to be holy, Joshua's saying. You need to clean your head. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, take captive every thought. Something comes into your mind that shouldn't be there, take it captive, get it out. The thought coming in is not necessarily your responsibility, but if you let it to hang up in there and stay there for a while and you dwell on it, that becomes your responsibility. Make sure your hands are clean. Clean hands, clean heart, right? Clean head. He says that God is jealous. He is not jealous of you. That would be negative. But God is jealous for you, which is positive. It's a positive jealousy. He loves you. He wants you to be holy. He desires your praise. He desires your fellowship. He desires your communion. He desires you to want to spend some time in His presence He's jealous for you, not jealous of you. This is something that is not haphazard, but it's intentional. In other words, Joshua's saying, don't serve the Lord out of your duty. Don't serve the Lord out of your declarations, but serve the Lord because it's your destiny to serve God. God has created every one of us to accept Him as Lord and Savior and then to proclaim our praise and worship to Him and to proclaim our obedience to Him and say, I have decided I will serve the Lord. It's your destiny. Look at verse 21. But Joshua said to the people, no. I mean, sorry, but the people said to Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, you are witnesses against yourself that you have chosen to serve the Lord. And they replied, yes, we are witnesses. Listen, serving is more than attendance. Serving is more than an offering. Serving is more than singing. Serve the Lord is not optional in a man or woman of God's life. It's not an option. It is something that we get to do. Praying is not optional. We now encourage people, pray once a day, the, the Faith 5 Challenge. Pray once a day. Listen, it's not an option. We should pray 
And we should be in an attitude of be willing and be ready and able to pray at a moment's notice. The Bible says we're to pray without ceasing. I always thought, what does that mean? I can't do anything else but pray. It knows we live our life in an atmosphere to where at any moment we, when we need to pray, we can stop and pray. And we don't have to say, oh, wait a minute, I gotta, give me 15 minutes here because i got a bunch of things i got to get cleaned out first. No, I'm ready to pray right now. Yesterday as we were serving people uh, coming through the drive-thru to pick up Christmas meals, we got the opportunity to pray with some of those people. Well, uh, it's not Sunday, so I'm not praying for you today. That's only on Sundays. No. You've got to be ready in season, out of season, right? And we had praying for people for all kinds of reasons. And, and, and was I expecting it? No. I didn't look at that car and go, mm, they're going to need prayer, I better get ready. No. You, gotta, you just got to be ready at all times, church. Praying is not an option. Service is not an option. Coming to church is not an option. The Bible says, do not forget the assembling of yourselves together. And during this pandemic, we've gotten, uh, it's, it's easy to miss. But once people start coming back, every person that started coming back, you know what they've told me? Every person. It's not the same as watching it online. I love being around all of God's people. I love seeing other people. I love getting hugs. I love getting handshakes because God made you and me that way. To serve God, then serve other people. Serving is not an option. Joshua 24, 23. Now then said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. You want to serve God? Okay. Go home and clean your house. What? I'm not talking about dust. I'm not talking about dirt. I'm not talking about the windows and the mirrors. We need to go home and whatever in that house does not lift up God, whatever pulls us away from God, clean it out. Pastor, are you serious? Yes. Clean it out. Now, it's up to you whether it's Bad for you or good for you. Because I've got a computer in my office. We've got some at the house. Now guess what? That computer can help us. Or I can get addicted to porn on that computer. And if your computer is causing you to do things that draw you away from God, it is better to throw out the computer. Amen. Go home and clean the idols out of your house. Clean up the things. If you've got kids at your house, man, you've got to clean some things up. You want your kids to follow God, but not out of duty, not out of a declaration. You want your kids to say, I don't care about mom and dad. I'm going to serve God. Amen. Go home and get things out of your house. Well, what about some, there's great music. I love music. But if this music empowers you to do things you shouldn't be doing, then you need to get rid of that. Right. Pastor, you're preaching kind of old-fashioned. I'm preaching the Word of God. Amen. The Word of God's not old-fashioned. It's just the truth. And the truth doesn't change. Well, that's just Joshua. No, 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 wait a minute. This thing happened in the New Testament too. They had a revival in this city. And guess what people did? They brought all the books of witchcraft and all those kind of things. They brought them into the city and they burned them. Say, hey, we got a clean house. We got to get rid of the things that draw us away from serving God and loving God and blessing God. We got to get things in our house that builds up our faith, that gives us strength, that when people walk in, we're not like, oh, wait a minute, hide some stuff. Put it in the bottom drawer and shut the cabinet. The preacher's here. Remember those days? Oh, my goodness. I remember going to one house, and I rang the doorbell, and it was a commotion like you had never seen in your life in there. 
like a war zone going on in there. Yelling, screaming, hollering, move this, do this, hey, but do, 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 do. For about three minutes, I'm standing there. And finally, oh, hi, Pastor. We didn't know it was you. Come on in. It was hilarious. Yeah. Hey, pastors don't come to your house, but God sure does. And Joshua's like, hey, you got to get some things. You got to throw some things out of your life, get it cleaned out. And then when you get that cleaned out, listen, you can clean out your head. And you sometimes can clean up your hands, but you cannot clean your heart. Only God can clean your heart. And when he cleans your heart, then you got to help him by cleaning out your house, cleaning out your head, getting things out of your life so that you can yield your heart to God. Wow. Joshua said, you got to do this because some things prohibit you from totally yielding to God. We, and that's something different for every person. So don't please put your convictions on somebody else. You allow God to convict you. You deal with that. Let God convict everybody else. Because God does not have the same problem with every person. Everybody has different hang-ups and habits and heartbeats. we got to get those things right. Look at verse 22. And the people said to Joshua, We will serve the Lord. Wait. Our God. Wait. And obey Him. That's the first time that's been. There's starting to be a real heart change here. Not only will we serve God because our forefathers did, and we saw what God did. Not only will we serve God out of declaration because that's what everybody wants us to say. But now we will serve God and obey Him. Whatever He says to do, that's what we're doing. If we need to clean some things out of our house, we'll clean the things out of our house. We will not only be hearers of the Word, but we will be doers of the Word. We'll not only serve Him, but we will obey Him. Church, today this message does not end when I finish. This message goes home with you today. You got to get your heart shielded. You got to get your mind ready. You got to get your body ready. You got to get your house ready. Why? Because we need to serve God and obey God. Because this is not a message you endure. This is your destiny. You have to decide. Am I going to have a decision of duty I had to go to church when I was a kid. I had to. Kicking, screaming at times. Sunday night at 6 o'clock, Walt Disney World came on. And I never saw one show of Walt Disney World. And every Monday morning, every kid at school was talking about, did you see what happened on Walt Disney World last night? No, I did not. <laughs> I was at church. Well, how long? Sometimes till 9 o'clock. 10 o'clock, whenever these two people at the altar finally got up, that's when we left. <laughs> I had to go. It was duty. Then as I got a little bit older, I thought, well, mom and dad want me to do some things, so I'll do it so that I can get away with other stuff. Kind of declaration. One eye open, one eye closed. When is everybody putting their hands down? Because I don't want to be the only one with their hands up and everybody else to put their hands down. There were times I'd be the only one standing. Everybody else sat down. They did not tell me they were sitting down. And I was still standing. It's like, ah, I wish everybody would have told me they're sitting down. Shouldn't have closed my eyes so long. It wasn't out of declaration. But they said, this is going to be a heart decision. They went home. They cleaned out their houses. 
They cleaned out their heads because God had cleaned out their hearts. So how does this look? Well, so one Sunday morning I'm coming to church and I drive by a sports complex and the parking lot is packed out. Now when I was growing up, you didn't play sports on Sundays or Wednesday nights. But this sports complex, soccer complex, is packed out with cars at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning. And I, and I just prayed. I said, oh God, fill up the parking lot of the church today. That's what we want, right? We want everybody to drive by our church and look at that church. Parking lot's packed out. I said, God, pack out the church in the parking lot. And I've never heard God speak. But I, I, I remember this moment so clearly. I just felt like God spoke to me. He said, he said Pastor, he said, when they have a heart for me like they have a heart for sports, you will not stop them from coming to church. Now, those people that filled up the parking lot of the sports complex, they had the same problems as the people who came to church and the people who didn't come to church. We all got the same problems. I guarantee you not every parent got up that morning and their kid was fully dressed in their soccer uniform and going, let's go to the soccer complex. I guarantee you there were some parents who woke up and had to drag that kid out of bed. Oh, I paid $90 for that, that uh, uniform. You're playing soccer this morning, young man, young lady. You're going. Mm. Those same parents woke up with a headache. Oh, I got a headache. They didn't say, I got a headache. I got to stay home from the soccer game. They, they didn't say, hey, wait a minute. Uh, I'm tired from last night. Let's don't take our kids to the soccer. No, they all woke up with the same problems. Just like all of you woke up this morning with the same problems. I have those same problems. Today my allergies are going crazy. That's why I keep wiping my nose. I'm sorry, but I can't help it. This side stopped up. This side's going like crazy. I could have stayed home this morning and go, oh, my head's hurting, my back's hurting. Um, I'm fat from yesterday. Uh, I don't feel good. I'm tired. Uh, you know, honey, let's just mail it in. I'm, going, I'm not going to church. No, no, no. I got up, started praying. <laughs> God help my sinuses today. God help my back today. God help me to be able to sing and to preach today because we got a lot of people out today and so I'm kind of pinch hitting in all of these areas. And I'm like, God, and you know what God has done? God's helped me. Man, my back's not hurting right now. Praise God. I love it when God heals me when I'm preaching. Amen. I one time was preaching with 103 fever and during the middle of that message, my fever just left. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because I'm not here today out of a duty. I'm not here today out of declaration. I'm here today because many, many years ago, in 1971, I remember the day, March 1971, March the 11th, 1971, I gave my heart to God. I got saved. And I decided I'm not just going to serve Him with my heart. I'm going to serve Him with my hands. I'm going to serve Him with my head. I'm going to yield everything I got to God. I cleaned out my house. I went home and got rid of some things. I cleaned out my, my mind. I want everything to be ready. Why? Because I'm serving and obeying God. Serving and obeying. You see, we've got to all realize this is not out of duty. I don't want anybody to come to church because they have to. I don't want anybody to come to church because they just want everybody else to see them at church. I want everybody to walk in this front door and go, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And pastor, whoever's leading the worship, they don't have to get me going. I'm already going. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter his courts with prayer. I don't care what they sing today. I'm getting after it because of what God has done in my life. What God has done in my life. And I don't care if you see me or not. I don't care if you think this or not. I don't, 
I have decided I'm going to serve God. I'm going to serve Him and I'm going to obey Him. Whatever He asks me to do, I'm going to do. Whatever He wants me to say, I'm going to say it. Whatever He wants me and how to make decisions in my life, that's how I'm going to make decisions. Because Joshua, this is all about decisions. God looks today and He says this. Hey, this is serious. My son died for you. Make a decision about your destiny. How many of us are willing to stand before God with a decision of duty or a decision of declaration? Is what you are living for worth him dying for? Is what you're living for worth him dying for? Because you see, when I preach, God's saying, hey, this is a big deal. Listen, my son died for this pastor to preach you this message. Pay attention. God is holy and God is jealous for you. And you can clean your house, but only God can clean your heart. And whenever Joshua said, this is now a witness, what he meant was in the Old Testament, when there was monumental events that happened, like when they crossed the Red Sea, they built a pyramid of rocks there so that generations would pass and they would walk by those rocks. Now, what are those rocks for? Well, those rocks signify the day that the God parted the sea and we walked across on dry ground. That's our history. So they put a memorial there of rocks when he says you are witnesses against yourselves today that you're going to serve God. So let's just fast forward a couple of generations. A little boy is walking with his grandfather. Little boy says, hey grandpa, what's that rock for? Grandpa's like, well, there was a day when Joshua was about to leave off the scene that all of us as a nation, we stood and we said, we will serve the Lord and obey Him. But if you read the Word of God, it wasn't very long after Joshua's death that the nation of Israel fell away from God. So now this little grandson's walking with his grandfather and the nation of Israel has fallen away from God and the little boy says, what's these rocks for, Grandpa? He says, well, there was a day when we all decided we will serve God and obey God. And the little boy looks up at his grandpa and he goes, what happened? What happened, Grandpa? What happened to that energy and that, that excitement that we will serve the Lord and obey Him? Can you imagine thousands of people shouting that in unison? Sometimes when we get away from everybody else, it's easy to get away from God. Sometimes it's easy to go to these big concerts and declarate that you're loving God. Sometimes it's, it's great to go big convention centers and have a great evangelist with a great name. And man, everybody's praising and everybody's excited. Where did you go last? Oh, we went to see so-and-so. Yeah. But it's different when it's just you and God. And sometimes it's different when you get over here by yourself. You still have to have the same destiny. I will serve and obey the Lord. Doesn't matter what anybody else is doing.
I'm not here just to sing a song. I'm not here just to hear a, a message. I am here today to do praise and worship, and I'm here today to hear a message from God because God is going to speak to my heart today. God is going to challenge my heart today. And I believe if we all will allow the Holy Spirit to take this message and go home with us, He will challenge every one of us. Because He's already challenged me this week after I prepared the message. I got, I got to go through my life and make sure, is there anything in my life that is not 100% yielded to God? Is there anything in my life I'm saying, no, 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 I'm holding on to this one. No. I got to say, well, I got to let go. That's why we lift our hands it's surrender, and when your hands are open, you can't hold on to anything. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to Him, I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him. In His presence daily live. Yeah, I Surrender all. Stand with me today, PCM. I surrender all. I surrender all. I have decided that I will serve the Lord. When I was a young man, I made that declaration and I felt God call me into the ministry to preach, but I was 11, but I preached a sermon when I was 12 and I preached the whole life of Jesus all the way through death, burial, resurrection into heaven and preached all of eternity in 15 minutes. My wife says, why can't you still do that? But then I got my head wrapped around doing something that I wanted to do. So for a few years, I went and did what I wanted to do. But then there was a night when I took a bunch of youth to a convention because they needed Jesus. And God spoke right to me. Hey, I'm already helping lead worship at the church I'm going to. I'm already teaching a Sunday school class. And at the ridiculous age of 21, I was elected as a board member. Who, who does that? And God says, yeah, but that's just duty and declaration. What's your destiny? I have called you. Every one of you, God has called you by name. And you have a destiny to fulfill. I want you to have a destiny decision today. Some of you, I'm, I, but pastor, I'm saved. But are you yielded everything? Because I know that after salvation, you can then begin to hold on to stuff. We've all done it. And every now and then, I have to clean house and clean my head so my heart can get right with God. So this morning, we're passing out communion. What a wonderful time. The last Sunday of the year to have communion. Isn't that wonderful? There's a bread and a cup. Hold it until we can all partake together. But while they're serving this and while you're holding it, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit just to talk to every one of you individually. We're going to sing that song, I Got Saved. And you don't need to sing it. You just let God speak to you and you speak to God. But if there's something in your life that's simply out of duty or out of declaration, let's make it a destiny today. If there's something in your heart that's not been yielded, yield it today.
If there's something you need to leave here and go home and clean out of your house, go home and clean it out of your house and, and serve God. Because today is a message that goes home with you. It's not one we leave at the front door. It's one we take in our car and drive home with. It's one that lives with us. I got saved and it changed my life. There is a river of gladness that pours from Emmanuel's veins. This sinner was plunged beneath the flood and got saved. Hallelujah. Since then I walked in forgiveness. All of my guilt was erased. The chains of the past are broken at last. I got saved. Oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I've received nothing but goodness. I've tested and tasted your grace. I was so lost till I fell at the cross. And I say, oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. Oh, I'm undone. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could see that course one more time? Oh, I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? On Wednesday night, I talked about God's world and our world. And how that at the birth of Christ, God had his world and God said everything's moving in perfect time. Mary had her world and she's like, absolutely everything is going wrong. I'm not with my mom. I don't have a midwife. I'm not at the hospital. I'm not where I can have a nursery. I'm here in a stable with a bunch of filthy animals, with a bunch of filthy air. Joseph doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm having a baby. Everything's wrong in Mary's world, and in God's world, God's going, everything's perfect. Because God's Word said at the perfect time, He sent forth Jesus Christ. When God's world and our world collide. God's saying, everything in your life is going right according to my perfect plan. And sometimes in our lives, we're like, everything is wrong. Nothing is going right in my life. God, are you sure? And God's looking at us going, everything's perfect because I'm going to turn all this around for your good. I'm going to cause things to happen for you. So in your world, sometimes our view is everything's going wrong. But in God's view, He's like, I got them just where I want them. They're going to have to trust me. 
They're going to have to have faith in me. They're going to have to believe on me like never before. They're going to have to worship me like never before. They're going to do that. And, and then other people watch them. And look who's going to get saved because you went through this trial and tribulation. Today we look back at Mary's life and go, Mary, you're a blessed woman among all women. Highly favored. But I'll guarantee you, in her world, she was like, it could not be worse. And I'm looking around and seeing some of you this, this year in your world, it got really bad. But when God's world invades your world, God's going, I'm going to turn this around for your good. I'm going to cause. You don't see my timing. I've got time from beginning to end. You've got one little snippet of just one little day of it. I got a bigger plan than you. Destiny. Today, whenever everything's going wrong, just remember in God's world, when it hits your world, it's everything's going right in God's world. Because in my life, there's been a lot of times when I'm thinking, God, you sure could have done this different. God, you sure could have done all this without me having to go through all this. But God goes, no, it, it had to happen. All of these things had to happen at this time because I'm redeeming mankind. Mary, redemption of mankind is bigger than you. And eternal things that happen in your life are bigger than us. And what happens in your life may affect somebody else for an eternity, and that's bigger than you. Today you have the cup and you have the bread, and open up the side that has the bread in it and hold it in your hand. We practice open communion at PCA. All I ask is that you search your heart and if there's anything that God needs to forgive you of, you ask His forgiveness. Say, God, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, purify me white as snow. I want my head clean, I want my hands clean, and I want my heart clean. Clean today. I yield my life to you. Today I hold this bread. It's a symbol of the body of Jesus Christ. He did for me what the blood of bulls and goats could not do. He redeemed me, bought me, called me by name, and has a destiny for my life. Hallelujah. God, you have a destiny for every person in this room. You have a destiny for every person that's ever taken a breath of air. You have your destiny for their life. But they've got to get rid of things in their heart and mind that does not allow them to serve you. Today we want to serve and obey. Today we thank you for this bread and we take it in honor of your life for ours. Let us see. You can turn it over and open up the cup. This cup is symbolic of the blood of Jesus Christ. On the night that he was betrayed, he took the cup and he lifted it up and he said, this represents my blood. But I want you to hear this. Don't forget me. Don't forget me. Remember me. It's easy for us to forget, isn't it? It's easy for us to forget what all God has already done in our lives and how much he loves us. Sometimes it's only 
all we can remember is how bad it is and how much we don't have and how much we need more love in our life. But this reminds us all today how much God loves you. He sent His Son to die for you. Today is what you're living for worth Him dying for. It's got to be destiny. Today we hold the cup today and we remember you, Father. We remember a Father who sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross for us so that we could get saved. So that all of our guilt can be washed away. So that our lives can be made fresh and new and have a new birth and a new DNA. and We have a new life in Christ. And we have hope in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory today. We can have joy to the world and peace on earth. This is good news that shall be to all people who allow destiny in their life. God, I pray today that as we hold this cup, that God, we remember your sacrifice, your gift for us. But more importantly, as we have a gift, we've got to receive that gift and let that gift live in us. And today I yield my mind, I yield my heart, I yield my body to your service. And I obey you today. Let us drink. Put the cup aside and just lift your hands up and sing this chorus. If you don't want to sing it, you can just praise God in your own words. But this is going to give you time to give your thanks to God. Hallelujah. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored. Hallelujah. You got a hold of my life. I got Jesus. Come on, sing it one more time. Oh, I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. Restored and made right, he got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I walk? Just one more time. Oh, I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm restored and made right. Oh, he got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I walk? Let's give him a hand clap of praise today. If you're saved, give him praise today. Not out of duty, not out of declaration, but out of destiny today. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. My destiny is in you. Amen. So before we leave, we got three minutes. Some of you are thinking, is he going to make it by 12 o'clock? Yes, I am. I'm going to sing a five-minute song. And we got three minutes. We're going to sing that song, Every Praise. You don't have to stay for the whole thing. I'm going to stay for a little bit. But if you want to sing a little bit before you leave, I want to thank you. It's the day after Christmas, right? I mean, we got it. You already gotten all your presents. You're fat. You're happy. I mean, we ought to sing, right? So we're going to sing. Every Praise. You stay in here, sing as long as you want. Sandy's going to go to the front door and greet you. But we sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.